Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro with you at the NovaCare Complex, and it sure seems like forever since the Eagles have played a game. Hope everybody out there enjoyed their bye weekend. What we learned last weekend is that, hey, the Eagles are in the middle of an NFC playoff push. The Dallas Cowboys beating the Washington football team. So Washington now comes into Philadelphia holding that seventh playoff spot at the moment. The Eagles right there with them. Both teams six and seven. The Vikings six and seven. Oh, it's a whole muddled mess in the NFC. It's so much fun. And this final four-game stretch, very much meaning. So the Eagles have played themselves right into the NFC playoff picture. And that's a great thing. Now, as far as the game on Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field, one o'clock kickoff, lots of pomp and pageantry. Harold Carmichael will get his Pro Football Hall of Fame ring at halftime. We'll talk with Harold in just a little bit here. Uh, But, you know, um, there's a whole lot going on in the NFL, and most of it has to do with COVID and an outbreak, not only, of course, in the league or in all professional sports or in this country. It's really been around the world. No team has been impacted more than the Washington football team. As I record this late on Thursday afternoon, 21 members of the Washington football team are on the COVID-19 reserve list. Now, to be active in this game, they'll have to pass two COVID tests, test negative, in a period of 24 hours, 24 hours between them. So you take a test, you test negative, 24 hours later, you take another test, you test negative, and then you can play. Otherwise, Washington will be extremely shorthanded. On top of that, Washington has had to endure a whole bunch of injuries. And uh, so it's been a very trying, trying season for head coach Ron Rivera. But do not count out this Washington football team, not for a second. They're well coached, they're tough, they're gritty, they're physical, and they've turned their season around. The loss to Dallas snapping a four-game winning streak. They're going to have Taylor Heineke at quarterback. They're likely to have Terry McLaurin at the wide receiver position. McLaurin has been an eagle killer in four games, 23 catches. He's averaged 16 yards of reception against the Eagles, three touchdowns. Big assignment for Philadelphia, Antonio Gibson leading a running game that really fuels the Washington offense. And that defense is opportunistic. As we saw last week, the defense really getting Washington back in the game after Dallas took a 24-0 halftime lead. But Washington kept fighting and made it a one-score game and really had a chance late in the game to make it even closer. So whatever happens with the COVID and who is eligible for Washington on Sunday, you can expect a typical NFC East battle. The Eagles in Washington haven't played since the 2020 regular season finale. Washington and the Eagles opened that regular season and then closed that regular season. Washington beating the Eagles and winning the NFC East and giving the eventual Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers all they could handle in that playoff game. All right, so today we're going to learn about the Washington football team, Zach Selby, whom I interviewed earlier in the week. Now, our COVID numbers have changed a lot since then, so some of it will be a bit dated, but you'll get the general sense of 
what has happened with Washington and what to expect on Sunday. So Zach Zelby from the Washington football team website will join us in a bit. The feature here today, we're going to talk to a couple of Eagles defensive players who have emerged certainly as key players. Josh Sweat is one of the cornerstones of this Eagles defense. Signed a contract extension earlier in the season, part of that 2018 draft class that has been so successful here in Philadelphia. We'll talk to him in just a minute. But I wanted to start with a younger player whose playing time has increased in the last couple of weeks. Cornerback Zach Selby, a fourth-round pick, um, who played at Maryland, or grew up in Maryland, played at Penn State, played at Texas Tech, played a lot of special teams. Saw action in the first game, two snaps in that first game, then went a bunch of weeks without seeing any defensive time. Lately, he's been on the field, and he's getting better and better and better. This draft class really has contributed a lot. So what's it like coming off the bye week, getting back on the football field, playing in game number 14? Long, long season for rookies. For Zach McPherson, though, it's kind of a new beginning. He's all charged up for what's ahead. Zach McPherson, um, well, first of all, welcome back from the bye week. Um, you got on the practice field today. I, I imagine that there was a lot of energy that you guys were very excited to get back to football. How did it feel out there? Oh, it felt great. The weather was perfect. Um, it was a, a bright, sunny day. I think it was about 62 degrees outside. You know, everybody being back out on the field for the first time in about a week. Uh, fresh legs, everybody's moving around quick and fast. It was, a, it was a real good day. How beneficial for you was taking that time off? Rookie season, long year, 13 games in. Uh, did you notice a difference? No, I definitely did. Uh, like you said, like the in college, the season would have been long over by now. But, I mean, just I felt like as a collective, uh, all the players, um, that we can all agree that the bye week came in like perfect timing. Uh, just in the point of the season that we are – just getting that time to regroup, uh, get your bodies back together. Uh, you know, you couldn't ask for a better bye week. Zach, how has your rookie season gone? Is it? Did you have kind of a vision of of what it would be like to be in the NFL? And and if you did, has the reality matched that vision? Yeah, you know, just growing up through the years and even going through college, um, I, you have a vision of how you know you want, uh, you know the the career to at least start in the NFL. And I, I feel like every uh, young athlete uh, has that. And then once you get here, it's um, it for sure is what you think, but it's, it's a lot more to it as well, like in a positive way. Uh, and it's just really a big learning uh, experience uh, when you first jump into this. So, I mean, this first uh, rookie year of mine, and just I've been taking it uh, one step at a time, uh, and especially having the guys in my room that I do all of that. You know, I could have asked for a better room, and the coaches uh, just helped me go through this rookie year to really, you know, bring me along and teach me everything well. What is the biggest, not not on the field necessarily, we'll get into that in a minute, but, like, what is the biggest adjustment from college to the NFL? Uh, definitely, I would say your time. Uh, you know, all like in college, you know, after football and stuff, you know, you had time to yourself and all that. You know, you didn't really have to go home and watch film. But, you know, this is really a full-time job here. So that's how I approach it. And, you know, this it don't stop. You know, never go to sleep. That's just the nature of the business. And, you know, you got to fall in love with that, that you just, you know, football, you know, full-time. When you get home, you, you still got on your mind some way, somehow. I, do you look back and go, I mean, like for me, I didn't play sports in college. I, I always wondered, like, you get through all the, all the training and then all – 
the classroom work and all. And then you still have to go to class and get mm-hmm. into the books and be a student. And you look back, did that, was it, did that really help you kind of manage your time and learn how to deal with the, the, the time of the day? Definitely. And, you know, when I first came into college, I was the type of person I like getting my work done. So I graduated, I was able to graduate with my, my undergrad early. So that way, like when I got to, you know, later in my career in college where things started to really take off for me, you know, I was kind of free from, uh, you know, school and classes because I already had my degree. And then I finished my master's degree my first year at Tech. So it all kind of worked out well. You know, I I was able to be more uh, free handed and and that helped me a lot in terms of my game. So that ability to be a good learner and to be disciplined, um, how has that helped you understand the demands? of the NFL, which I think people just, they just watch the game on Sundays. They have no mm-hmm. idea what goes on the other six days of the week. Right. Uh, it all starts with the preparation. And like, uh, it's the same thing that goes from the classroom to the film room. Um, you got to have that same preparation. You got to be bought into, you know, learning the material, uh, learning the breakdown of teams. It's, it goes hand in hand. And, uh, you know, that definitely helped in the transition from college to the pros. Okay. So, Tell me about the football. How 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 do you think you've done so far in your rookie year? I think I've done uh, a good job. Uh, there's always room for improvement. Um, definitely, you know, getting my feet wet with special teams early in the year uh, broke me in. And then, you know, uh, just understanding my role and being the next man up um, on the defensive side and just always staying ready for my name called. You know, kind of like how it's been the past few weeks of the season. I've been seeing myself on the defensive side of the ball more and more and, um you know, it's just all about the preparation and, and just staying ready and understanding my role on this uh, on this team. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. I mean, you had two snaps against Atlanta. Do you remember your first snap of the season defensively? Yeah, it was uh, Atlanta. End of the game. And what was I mean? Like, were you were your heart pounding a million miles an hour? What was it, what was the experience um, like? It was almost like it was just at the end of the game. So I was kind of braced um, and definitely preseason help. But when I got out in the field, it was like, man, it's really here. I was just. I was just trying to take it all in and, you know, just uh, help myself get under control mentally to focus on this play. But definitely my heart was pounding. And then if you go several weeks with playing only special teams, all of a sudden against the Chargers, you're out there for 24 snaps. Um, Mm -hmm. And then from that point, Zach, it's been really interesting because you're, as you said, your rep count has really gone up. If you Mm -hmm. were to look at film of you from, you know, early in the season, even in practice to now, would there be a big difference in your technique and in the way you play the position? Yeah, I would definitely say a constant improvement. Um, it's always something new that I'm being taught. You know, I go out there and, you know, we get in the film room the next day on, on uh, Monday and we make the adjustments on how, how to adjust different techniques and stuff and having uh, Coach Denar, DK, and, and even Slay and Steve and all the older guys in the room um, help me with different techniques uh, that I can translate to the, the actual game. Um, it always helps, but, you know, there's always a, a room for improvement, um, especially early in my career, um, you know, being a younger player. Tell me the difference between a, co- a great college wide receiver and a great NFL wide receiver. How much, how much better are they at this level? Um, extremely better, and I would just say one word is just detail. Um, in college, you can kind of get the – you know, some receiver, even on defense side of the ball, you know, you can just start free winging stuff. And But here it's all about details. One step, uh, one alignment um, is a win. 
and on either side of the ball. So that's really the biggest difference from, um, you know, college wide receiver versus NFL wide receiver, I would say. is Everybody good here, but it's really come down to them small uh, details. Everybody says it, but it's really a true fact. So, Zach, we're now in December, and there's a playoff chase going on, and, and it's very intense. Um, what's the mood like in the locker room? How's this team responding to all that? Um, we're responding, you know, just that we got to step it up. Um, you know, this is the time of year where, uh, you know, things get real with divisional play. And, uh, you know, the leaders um, on this team are really emphasizing that along with the the head coach and that we just got to, you know, we got to step it up a notch um, on all levels. Um, and that will just, the rest will take care of itself. All right. A couple questions about you. Um, tell me about your hobby of backpacking. And like, are you just, is that going to be like an off season bucket list for you to just like find some cool backpack spot? You said you've gone to Hawaii and Texas. Is Arizona yeah. going to happen in the off season? Uh, hopefully I would say, but I've done it. Like I said, in Hawaii and Texas, I really fell in love with it. It was kind of fun, but, um, you know, I love to do it again in the off season. Somebody took me, um, the best part was, I would say it was Hawaii, but, Either that, but I probably gonna pick up on a lot of fishing in the off season. I fell in love with that uh, going on before I came here to the Eagles. Um, I was really doing a lot of fishing down in Marco Island with my with my buddy. So I got a few little hobbies that you know I want to pick up on and help me detach from the game and just you know get some me time. You know. Yeah, man. And I, I imagine backpacking. You're like, boy, my legs really don't need that work. I work enough during the off se- during during the season. I don't need to go <laughs> do this. Right. Okay, so let's. <laughs> so um, if you could play another sport and what position you'd play, you said shooting guard for the LA Lakers. And listen, man, the Lakers could use some help. So uh, what's your background with basketball and how much do you love the game? I would just say basketball because of my hopes and dreams. Uh, I'm honestly not the best basketball player, but I got some dreams of mine of wishing I was a good uh, basketball player and wishing I was a good shooter. So that's all in my imagination. Uh, if, if I could make that, that'd be great. Um, are you still doing your pregame ritual, which is uh, creating a playlist uh, and then listening to it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I got a set playlist. Uh, I, I created one before the year, just a bunch of songs, little different uh, genres, and, you know, I still listen to that before the games. Very cool. And then finally, um, Zach, what has Philadelphia been like for you, and, and has your family been able to share in the experience um, of being of you being in the NFL? Yeah, Philadelphia has been great. Um you know, this is one unique city. I never really, uh, even though I'm from Maryland, it's not too far from here. I've only been up to Philly a few times prior to being drafted here, but since being here, I can definitely say I love this place. Uh, the people here, the food, the things to do, uh, it's a great place. And my family, since I've been up here, they've been coming up here very often. Um, it's only like an hour, 45 minutes away. So they've, they've been coming up, spending some time with me here, been going out to eat and, uh, you know, just getting a feel of this city. And we, we, we all really love it. Do you, do you sense the pride that they all have in what you've accomplished to date? Yeah, definitely. Um, the, the pride, they, they got the same, uh, uh, pride of me, you know, just when it comes to, you know, falling in love with this team and this organization and, uh, you know, just what I do for a living and, um, you know, the, the support that they give me is, is unreal. So I'm very thankful for them. Zach, thank you so much for taking the time, and good luck on Sunday. All right, thank you. Many thanks to Zach for his time. Now let's stay on the defensive side of the ball and go with Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat uh, getting better and better. Five quarterback sacks this year. Uh, he's 
been a force off the edge for the Eagles. Uh, great, interesting story. Five-star recruit coming out of high school. Um, very highly acclaimed. Professional body as a high school player. A knee injury never really got better at Florida State, so it took him some time in the NFL to find his place. He has found it with the Philadelphia Eagles. And, uh, hey, a lot of things to talk about with a guy who not a lot of people in the media know. Here's a chance to get to know him. Eagles defensive end, Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat, welcome back from the bye week. Let's start there. What, what did you do that was, I don't know, fun during the bye week? To play the game. <laughs> I finally got a chance to. Other than that, I just chilled out. That was the fun for how, me, just getting away for a little bit. Yeah, how how welcome? I mean, this late in the season, how welcome was that few days of just taking deep breaths and not having to think about football? Yeah, it was much needed. I mean, I thought at first, shoot, with a bye week this way, we might as well just go ahead and finish. But uh, nah, it was <laughs> when I got it, though, it was, it was nice, though. I definitely needed it. Josh, how long do you, like, when you come out of college, how long, do, I mean, how much difference is it, the toll on your body in NFL season versus a college season? And how do you, like, at what point in your career do you finally figure out how to last for the long haul? Um, I'd argue college is way worse. <laughs> so, why, why is that? Go ahead, tell me why. I mean, it was just year round. It was just, you know, they destroyed you. It was different. College was just, college was way harder. There was no off season in college either. Like the NFL is built for going, you know, 17 games or whatever. So, but yeah, this is way easier than, than college. For sure. What do you, what do you do in the off season in college? What's other physical, do you, are you getting physical in practices in college? Oh yeah, absolutely. There's, there's no such thing as an off season in college. <laughs> Once you're done with the bowl game, you're probably back the next week for workouts. Then conditioning uh, again, there's, there's no, there's no off season in, in college. So, how did you how did you do all of that? Like, how did you do all of that and go to school at the same time? How how important was time management? What did you learn about yourself with being so busy all the time? I learned that I needed to get out of there as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to learn how to manage the time. But you know, after a while, you become a robot and you just start going through it without even knowing it. So that's pretty much where I hit that wall and I was just on autopilot. Pretty much, so, so I learned it. Yeah, I, I guess asking you if, if if it's a dream come true to play in the NFL, is it? Yeah, absolutely. It could not have come at a better time, especially after. <laughs> obviously, I experienced college. I was like, yeah, I got to get to the NFL soon. So, yeah, I mean, I've been wanting to play since you know, obviously, a little kid. So, had to hurry up Josh, and get when, here. When did you think you had a chance to be good enough to to be in the NFL? Um, probably in high school when I um started going to camps and stuff when I first started playing football. Um, you know, now I realized, you know, I could really do it. At first I didn't know I didn't know what I was gonna do. But after I started getting recognition, college offers and stuff like that, I figured I could I could get it done. I find it interesting that your um uh one of the sports that you would love to play would be a soccer goalie. Um which I don't, I, you know, I didn't think a defensive end would want to be a soccer goalie. Uh, I look in your bio. Um, explain that if you don't mind. Oh, I mean, shoot, I just feel like I'd be a monster. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Uh, tall, uh, Goldie's tall, and I'm pretty sure they're tall, like taller than me, especially. Yeah, I, I, I'd probably be a short goalie now that I think about it, but I figure, you know, nice athleticism, do some cool stuff, so <laughs> it'd be nice. Yeah, I mean, look, 6'5", long arms. Um, I think you'd be pretty tough to get the ball passed into the net. I think that's a good choice. That's what I figured, but it's probably a lot harder than <laughs> <laughs> Um, hey, Josh, let's talk about your, your career with the Eagles and, and the progress that you've made year after year. And, you know, why do you think it's all happened um, the way it's happened? And, and are you pleased with the way it's happened in your career? Honestly, it's just the way I, uh, the way I pretty much go about every day, honestly. Um, you know, obviously when, you, when you're younger in the league and you're not playing as much, you don't know where it can go. You know what I mean? So, I mean, all I did really was, you know, I had good leaders, you know, in the room, obviously. And they just keep, uh, they just kept encouraging me pretty much. So I just took it day by day. Finally got some time to, you know, get out there. And after that, you know, it's just pretty much, pretty much, uh, you know, yeah, I am. <laughs> so, but yeah, definitely, definitely just the, the way I attack every day. Next day, next day is different. Just keep going. Who were those, who have those leaders been? And, and what kind of encouragement or advice have they given you all these years? Oh, obviously, uh, Brandon Graham, Fletch, Derek, uh, shoot, everybody I've been around with, Chris Long, you know, from the previous years. Um, they they said, I mean, I mean, a lot of them just said they, they, they've been through it, you know what I mean? Struggling as, as younger players and stuff like that. You know, don't think I'm the only one who, who's been through it, so just keep it going and I can be, you know, kind of where they are, so... I mean, shoot, I just took that, and it was important to me. So I felt like I owed them, you know, and uh, pretty much I just took that and ran with it. Is is it um, is it mental when you're young, more than physical, kind of learning how to be a pro and to be successful? Yeah, absolutely, because the, the physical side gets a little bit limited, you know, in the NFL. Obviously, it's a longer season. You can't really do as much as at practice, you know, so – it's more of mental. You just want to get out there. You just want to run wild. You know, everybody's coming from college being a guy on their team, and all of a sudden you kind of got to start over. You know, that was the frustrating part because I knew I could play. I just, I just knew I had to, you know, show some more and then keep it, keep, keep waiting. How much more growth do you think you have in you? Shoot, a lot. I'm not where I need to be. Not where I want to be, especially. And um, shoot, no one's harder. No one's more hard on me than than myself. So. And that's a good thing. You know, I can't, you know, I, I'm definitely, I feel like I got a lot more, a lot more in me. You know, I remember talking to you right after you signed the contract. It was right after the game that weekend. And and you were kind of like, wow, this is really surreal. And it hasn't sunk in. And I wonder um, when it did sink in. And, and have you had a moment to kind of celebrate that accomplishment of a second contract and a big contract and, you know, the, the journey that you've had and, and everything that you've had to overcome to get to this point. Yeah, I did. I took some time a few weeks ago. Um, said, you know, congratulations to yourself. <laughs> we both know, you know, you, you're not where you want to be, but it is, you know, it's a milestone, and um, you know, it's, it's not a, you know, it's not like a final thing. You know, I can still take it a step higher, most definitely a few steps higher, and um. That's all I can think about. That's why I really haven't thought about the contract because I had, you know, had such a long season ahead of me. That's all I've been thinking about. And then finally, Josh, where where this team is right now, and what you guys have in front of you, 
I mean, what's that feeling like for you coming down the stretch here? I mean, every game is a playoff game. How exciting is that for you? Uh, a lot is very exciting. We, um, We've been coming together as a team. You know, we're finding the things that work for us. You know what I mean? A lot more. Everybody's pretty much buying in. You know what I mean? Obviously, we had a, you know, we got a lot of uh, changes this year. So, I mean, I feel like we were building up every week to play our best football, most definitely. So, very exciting. I'm pretty sure we're just going to, we're only going to get better, in my opinion. I see it every day. I see it in the guys. That's just how I feel about it. And then this is truly my last one. Was the bye week really refreshing for you? Like you feel like you can't wait to get back out there on Sunday? Yeah, my uh, <laughs> I was thinking I was like, man, I need a few more days. But <laughs> once I'm back, you know, it's cool. I mean, I really did want to be back, and um, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like I need a couple more days now. Like I, I want to be here. I want to. It's nothing like being around the guys, man. It's, Sitting at home playing a game is one thing, or you know, but being here is definitely way different, and I missed it. And and here we go. Washington comes in on Sunday and a win, and let's get into the playoffs here. Hey, Josh, thank you very much for your time, and good luck on Sunday. All right, thanks, man. Take it easy. All right, want to find out a little bit about the Washington football team in depth? Let's do it. Zach Selby from the Washington football team website breaking down. The 6-7 and seven team that comes to Lincoln Financial Field with some big aspirations. They're likely not to catch the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC East, but Washington still thinks it has what it takes to get back to the postseason. Zach Selby, thanks so much for joining me on the Eagles Insider Podcast. I guess the first question is, um, who's playing for Washington on Sunday? I know we're early in the week here. Do you have any idea? Yeah, that, that's a that's a very good question. The one that really has been asked for the past few weeks, honestly, they've been dealing with multiple injuries really throughout the past month. Despite you know winning four games, they've there's one almost seemingly backbreaking injury after the other. And center has really been the key one one of the biggest spots that's been concerning. I mean, they're on their fourth center right now with Keisha Ismail out there. They don't take from last year. And he, you know, he's done pretty good. You know, he he's handled the situation well, really well, especially after being cut earlier in the year and then being brought back on the practice squad and then being elevated a few weeks ago. Um, it's it's been a challenge for him, but he's he's managed it pretty well, and that's been the case for a lot of Washington's depth. Um, you know, they they've they've been rotating in, they've been getting a lot of practice reps. You know, the coach has done a really good job of that to make sure that they're going to be ready when and if more likely when their number is called. And with Terry McLaurin, you know, going into concussion protocol, we don't know what's going to happen with him, but you hope that he's going to be available because that's one of their their best players on the offense. But even even if that is the case. Um, you know, Ron Rivera still feels very confident about his receivers. They have a lot of talent out there with Curtis Samuel, you know, Deion Brown, a, a draft pick this year. Um, and Adam Humphreys, who's really uh, stepped in as a veteran, a really good slot option. So it, it's, it, you, you want to have guys out there that are healthy, obviously, but the ones that are out there, the depth guys, they've, they've done a pretty good job, sounds like. And, you know, then you throw Jonathan Allen on Monday goes into the COVID protocol, so who knows if he'll be available on Sunday. It really the one thing that really strikes me about Washington, Zach, is how resilient the team has been and how mm-hmm. hard you play. I mean, that's really a credit to Ron Rivera and what he's done. Yeah, it really is. 
And I think you know, I'll, it, it goes back to back when they were when they upset the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they, they you know Ron Rivera gave, gave a gave a pretty much a good good little analogy for every Goliath, there's a stone for a giant, there's a stone, and you know it's kind of become a ritual that after every win they they throw that rock in, in the locker room to kind of signify that they've taken out another Goliath, and it really just comes down to how much they fought and how much that they never really believe that they're truly out of a game you know the past their past two wins against the seahawks their past their past one against the raiders they show that they're able to not only hang with teams you know that have a pedigree like the seahawks and or a team that's kind of still still up and coming like the raiders they they can hang with those guys and they can end up if it comes down to it they're they're hanging around if they're they're in a position where they can still win the game in the fourth quarter they're going to give you a run for their money um because they feel like they're they're in every game. They still feel like they have the talent to compete and hang with some of the better teams in the league. And you know, for the most part, outside of the Dallas game, they've shown that they absolutely can. Taylor Heineke looks like he'll play. How has he performed this year? Uh, certainly um, not a surprise to defenses after what he did late last season. And I know he's taken a bunch of hits. Um, how's he doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he 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 a little sore, <laughs> as you can expect. It seemed like the 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 Cowboys' game plan was to go after Heineke and make him as uncomfortable as they possibly could, and you know it, it affected him. It really, I mean, there's no way you can you can bounce around. It definitely did affect him. Um, but I think overall, ever since the bye week, he's taken a very different approach to how he's really done things he's not really trying they're not the offense in general is not really trying to rely on him too much they're not trying to put him into a lot of too difficult situations but he is trying to adopt the philosophy of just being you know a mixture of that uh, that gunslinger slash game manager like they don't want him to they want him to take shots because that's one of the reasons why he's so you know electric and so exciting to watch but at the same time, they don't want it to come at a detriment to what the offense is doing. And you know, there were moments against the, in in Dallas where he was pressing the ball a little bit. And you can you saw it. He he finished with two turnovers. But honestly, it could have been a lot worse considering how many times the ball kind of bounced around the Cowboys' hands every now and again. And I, I think you know they they don't want him to do that. They don't want him to be in a situation where they have to he has to force balls into those tight windows. He wants they want him to create easy situations. Easy, situ- uh, easy scenarios for him to 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 make, make passes, but whenever they need, they, it kind of goes back to them being resilient. Whenever they're in the fourth quarter, they need a drive. They're kind of letting him go and say, "Okay, be the scrappy guy, be the guy that is going to be that flat out gamer that's going to take us to victory." And more often than not, especially in the past, you know, four games that they, they've won, he's done that. Um, and again, they just need to get back to it um, heading into heading into Sunday against the Eagles. Zach, uh, what what can we expect Sunday from the Washington defense? How have they played this year, and, and how do you think they'll attack the Eagles and Jalen Hurts? You know, I think it really – if you look at that Dallas game, you know, you look at you look at the score, especially in that, that first half, it looked bad. Um, but this is a defense that held the most productive offense in the league, averaging about 416 yards a game to 323. That's that's pretty good. I mean, that's, that's not – that's nothing to – you know that. Um, but at the same time, you have to look. They also made some critical, critical mistakes. That um, Jonathan Allen had William Jackson the third had a defensive pass interference. Both of those led to points. Do about two or three plays later. 
Um, but overall, I would say this defense has turned things around pretty pretty well, uh, considering that a lot of people were really wondering what happened to one of the best defenses in the league in 2020 in the first half of this season. They were averaging about you know 30 points allowed per game. They're, they were uh, allowing pretty much any team that, that wanted to get, to get a third down conversion to do so. Um, but lately, they 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 seem to have shored up a little bit of their issues. Now, in terms of how they how they expect to attack Jalen Hurts, uh, depending on how the situation with the Jonathan COVID uh, COVID scenario goes, um, they still feel pretty good about about their interior pass rushers. And I would expect them to really attack and try to crash the middle as much as they can to get maybe get Jalen Hurts off his spot a little bit more. Because you have to remember, they still have Deron Payne. They still have Matt Ioannidis, who's a very, very quality pass rusher. He didn't necessarily have the, the pedigree of John Allen and Deron Payne, but he has the work ethic. He has some of that some of that interior ability to crash the middle. And that's, that's how I expect that to go down. I expect them to really try to make things as uncomfortable Jalen Hurts as they can. So that'll give the secondary a little bit more time to work. Give them a little bit of time to be a little bit more, add a little more pressure to those to those receivers. Well, Zach, I want to thank you for joining me. Uh, here we are, season starts right. Five straight NFC East games for you guys, four straight NFC East games for the Eagles, and uh, there's there's playoff spots on the line. Believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, if you look at it, the winner of this game, I think would would take over the seven seed, which is just crazy to think for both teams honestly, because the Eagles were essentially in the same spot as Washington was uh, just a few weeks ago. And all of a sudden, both these teams have come back and really said their season isn't over yet. They're, ne- they're, not, they're not competing for a top draft spot. They're competing for, to play you know, meaningful football in, in, in January. And it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle because also you have to remember that this team, they play each other again in two weeks. <laughs> and it's going to be just as meaningful as it is now, if not more so. Um, so it's feeling pretty crazy. Uh, I don't think there's ever been a situation where, you know, or at least not in recent memory, where you've had two teams play this many division games at the back end of the season. But I'll give you this. It's going to make for some, some must-see football here coming uh, come a few weeks. Just on this Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group, Harold Carmichael's journey, we've all followed it very closely and with great joy. The Eagles' all-time leading receiver in terms of receptions, touchdowns, yards, He was elected to the Hall of Fame a couple of years ago. Of course, had to wait for the induction because of COVID-19. And on Sunday, he will receive his Pro Football Hall of Fame ring. If you're going to the game, please stay in your seats and give Harold some love. Think back to all of the great moments that he's given the Philadelphia Eagles, both as a player and in the community, and certainly as a member of this organization after his playing days ended. For Harold, it will be a very special Sunday. Harold, uh, Sunday is another big day for you. Um, and, and I, I kind of look at it like, hey, it, it's, it's the, the crown jewel, if you will, of, of your Hall of Fame induction. You received the ring from David Baker, the president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, do you, um, is, this, is this a particularly special day? Is this, you know, not, not the induction ceremony, but, but it's like right up there with the induction ceremony. Oh, yeah, but this is a great day. You know, this is complete the three, um, I guess, awards that you will receive after becoming a Hall of Famer. The first was the jacket, then the bus, now the ring. And uh, it's going to be exciting because I think in a way it'll be kind of historical also because 
uh, I I would be the last one that uh, will receive the Hall of Fame a ring from David Baker. David is retiring um, uh, this year, so uh, I think he stepped down already. But you know that would be historical for the Hall of Fame also. And it's kind of fitting, Harold. You waited an awfully long time to get into the Hall of Fame, so uh, it, it, it's special for you too. What has this year been like for you, Harold? Since since the the uh, time that you know August came and went, and and you, you went and went to the Hall of Fame in Canton and a magnificent ceremony. What's it been like since then for you? Well, well, it's been two Augusts that's uh, <laughs> that came and gone. You know, uh, pretty much, you know, it's been exciting. Um, it's been uh, a year of just excitement. And then again, you have a little bitterness in it because of the COVID that you really, I, I really couldn't do, uh, participate in a lot of things that the Hall of Fame was uh, putting on and also Southern University and then down in my hometown, Jacksonville. So, you know, uh, I didn't get a chance to really uh, uh, be able to travel and to participate in a lot of the uh, events that were going on in the past um, eight, eight, ten months. I'm oh, so since August, there have been because of COVID, there have been things that just you haven't been able to get to since since the time you went to Canton. Well, uh, yeah, since then, you know, there's there's been the uh, the Black College Football Hall of Fame uh, uh, game between Tennessee State and Grambling. I didn't go to. I didn't go to. Uh, Southern University's uh, homecoming game, nor that I was able that I went to the um, also the uh, Gramlin Southern um, uh, Bayou Classic this year, and uh, you know because of COVID, you know just really, and then again you know going to Baton Rouge it takes a while uh, to get down there, so uh, between that and uh, uh, the COVID, it, it made it kind of uh, not a really comfortable. Um, time to travel. Uh, other than that, Harold, what's what's the year been like for you? Has it been um, a, a year long? Oh, I, it's uh, pretty much, you know. I've had, you know, there, there's been uh, little different little pods of um, uh, time. Uh, I mean, enjoyable time. And there's been um, in the past, you know, a few weeks, not a whole lot of stuff to do, but you know, doing some things for friends and family um, that's been exciting uh, seeing them enjoy along with me me being in, you know, inducted into the hall of fame okay so harold when you receive your ring on sunday how many rings will you now have in your football career collection that would be this would be uh like this i have an nfc champ two nfc championship rings uh and one Super Bowl ring, and then I have the uh, uh, Black College Football Hall of Fame, and then I will have the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame ring. Wow, that's that's not a bad collection, Harold. Well, not as not at all. You know, you uh, uh, the two NFC Championship rings, you 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 love to have had, you know, the Super Bowl rings. So you know, who knows? You know, but you know, I'll take it. Yeah, no doubt. For for a kid from Jacksonville, you done you you done pretty good in your life, your your football life, your whole well, life really. You've been very blessed. Well, I'm very blessed, Dave. You know, and 
I give a lot of credit to the people down in Jacksonville, the people in Magnolia Gardens, my my uh, area where I grew up. And you know, again, as I've said, I said it in my speech uh, at the Black College Football Fame and at the Pro Football Fame. Those people people were a big support of me being where I am now. And then Harold, finally, I, for me, like the, the the way I look at Sunday is. It's kind of the first time, if I if I'm correct, that in front of the entire stadium, in front of like a a whole world of Eagles fans exclusively, uh, you'll be celebrated for the for the Hall of Fame, right? Like you know you'll you'll get the ring, and it's it's your moment with the fans. Yeah, well, you know, again, Dave, you know I don't uh, you want to admit it, but you know I don't like talking a lot, so it's not going to be a long time, you know. Uh, there's a few people I want to thank, you know, and uh, uh, thank for celebrating, you know, the journey with me. But uh, yeah, that would be the first time I think we, you know, I'd said something before, just a hello to the Philadelphia uh, fans. But uh, this is going to be a very exciting moment uh, for me to be able to share the moment of, uh, of receiving the ring, uh, receiving the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame ring. That's going to be awesome for me. Well, enjoy the moment, however long it lasts, and congratulations once again, and I look forward to seeing you on Sunday. And that will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Reminder, make sure you're with us for the Eagles kickoff show starting at 12.10 on Sunday. The Eagles kickoff show presented by Exalta. We're going to have live coverage from the Novacare Complex analysis there and then a live look in as the Eagles warm up and I'll be part of it as well live from Lincoln Financial Field on Sunday big one for the Eagles uh, yeah there's some questions about injuries and who's playing and kind of hard for me to say right now who's going to play on this Thursday Jalen Hurts limited in practice as was running back Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard so we'll find out later in the week here on Friday get a little bit more clarity on who's playing But the Eagles coming back from the bye week, and they are ready to go for this final four-game stretch with the playoffs on the line. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. I want to thank you for joining me here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. We would love to get some feedback from you, so please, if you can go to the details section of your podcast library, there's a link there. If you want to rate us, we love those five stars. Any feedback you have, we certainly would appreciate it. We want to make this better and better and better for you. Thanks to Peter Kelly, Julia McLaughlin, and Ray Doyle for their work on the podcast. Thanks to all of you for joining us each and every episode. I'll be back with the Instant Reaction Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group on Sunday early evening following the Eagles and the Washington football team game at Lincoln Financial Field. Thanks for joining, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. Fly, Eagles, fly, and go Birds! Go Birds!